0: That's nonsense. I met Sebastian Rain at an art opening years ago. At my gallery. And can you please stop saying his full name? He's a monster who uses people and leaves them for dead. Yeah. I hate to play the contrarian, David, but The Times and I both considered Sebastian Rain a dear friend.
1: Remember when he dumped you and you ate all those mall pretzels and watched Bridget Jones's diary every day for a year?
0: It wasn't a whole year and I will not feel shame about the mall pretzels.
1: Alexis begrudgingly volunteers to dance with some elderlies, while Johnny tries to snuff out a cheater at Bob's poker night. At the motel, Moira and David get caught up in the charming web of an attractive, avant-garde photographer. Welcome back to Shitlist, and today we're unpacking Season 3, Episode 10, Sebastian Rain. Hello and welcome back to our special edition of the Shitless Podcast. Hi guys. Live from Katie's kitchen counter. Stephanie, I'm
0: sitting very close to you. <laughs> I'm I think I'm gonna look at you in the screen. Okay. So it's, it's like I'm turning my head and you're right here. <laughs>
1: we're very close. This is a very intimate episode. Uh we're sharing a microphone. <laughs> so we uh, probably sound a little different um yeah just if you a tad listen
0: last week where it's our first time recording in person and we couldn't quite figure out using two computers and mics in the same shared we space. didn't do
1: enough uh due diligence leading up to Techni- this technical as far, research is yeah, lacking on our We part. needed to use two microphones so we're gonna make it work but we one. really like each other and we both showered today we did, so yes all here we are we are back uh, for another week, Katie, uh, so glad to be in Michigan. Do we have any updates from the polls before we jump? Well, in? we do have some
0: updates. Uh, we asked, the only poll we threw out there was the networking one. I, mm. I don't know if you saw that. Yes. And I think most people sided with me that networking is not, not the and favorite. you too, you're yeah. you, not our jam. It, I think yeah. it was like 81 to 19%. That
1: doesn't surprise me.
0: Um, and I asked people for good stories. And one uh, listener chimed in and says she hates them, but she doesn't have a husband, so she has to go. She's looking for a man, um, which, you know, you think like speed dating yeah. or like fun little mixers or something. So that could be fun. I mean, because how else do you meet people besides on dating apps? Right. No, I guess yes. there's some way. That's something. Right. And then did you see my friend Elias?
1: Yeah. <laughs> tell everybody what she
0: said. Her story was she wants, I don't know what kind of networking this night was, but... Famous people were there, at least 80s famous people were there. And she got Tony Braxton to call a friend on her birthday. <laughs> so, which I don't even what does Tony Braxton sing? Do you know? I couldn't tell you. I My head. I mean, I know who she is, but I yeah. like can't picture that who what she sings. She's yeah. the singer, right? Yeah. Am
1: I right on that? Um but I'm but, sure when you live in a city like New York or LA, yeah. like you're more bound to have those kind of crazy stories. Or
0: they have like a guest appearance person to come to something like that. Right. We're not getting that in Grand Rapids, I don't think. No. Maybe Cincinnati,
1: though. That's like a bigger city. I mean, uh, Drew Lachey is from Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, no. 98 degrees. Drew's. Drew and what's his brother? Nick Lachey. He's their claim to fame. Yeah. The Lachey brothers. There we go. My Maybe. friend Tara
0: had a major crush on Nick Lachey back when he was in the boy band.
1: Oh, yeah. Me too. I bought a CD along with Clay Aiken. <laughs> other,
0: other than that, we that was the only poll, but I don't know if you saw it was Dan Levy's birthday over the week last week. Yeah. So I'm not sure how old he is, but his birthday was on the 9th, I, think I believe. Are,
1: we looked into this before. I think you guys are the same age and just like a matter of a week or oh, so a couple apart, of weeks apart, okay. Because we were excited that you were the same astrological sign. Yes, that's year. right. Also, speaking of that, thanks for all the birthday
0: swag. I did a little live before this, guys, and Stephanie brought me some belated birthday swag. I got some Shits Creek Motel coasters, a keychain, and
1: a Herbert Linger t-shirt, which is my favorite, my new favorite Schitt's Creek t-shirt. So yeah. thanks for all the swag. You're welcome. And also I brought you some fruit wine too. Oh, right. I forgot about the fruit wine. It's just not it's in my site. The- it's
0: not in my line of sight. So I forgot about it. Yeah. Um, I just also want to say one thing. Our I didn't say this to you before, but our play counts have been like off the charts lately. They? They've been very high. So if you're a new listener, I just want to say welcome and thanks to our loyal followers and new listeners alike because yeah. you're really like boosting our numbers.
1: That's a Exciting. We're coming up on the one year mark too of when we did oh, this yeah, episode uh, September. Yeah. So we've been doing this for almost well, a full cool. year. It's been fun. It has. And I am COVID free this week. Happy to report. I had a down week last week, but we're back. We're in Michigan. thank goodness, because you have big events to get yeah, to. Yeah, my brother's getting married tomorrow. So I really had to make sure I got over it. Yeah. So all good things. So uh yeah, we didn't have a lot on the socials this week and we kind of hinted last week that. Tonight's episode is not our favorite. I mean, we're excited to be together in person. Yes, um, this adds a fun element. It here. does. This is new, different, a bit of a challenge. But this week's episode, Sebastian Rain, is what we call our little sister of season three. <laughs> which, if you don't know what that means, it just refers to in season one, the little sister episode was our least favorite. We were very vocal about that. Yep. What was our season two? That's what I'm trying to think. What our season two like? I. I honestly don't. I know hmm. we had one. We'll have to go yeah, back Yeah, because I remember saying it
0: out loud because every season has every one. Every
1: season seems to have one. And to me, it just means an episode where there's, like, no significant plot movement or character development. Right. And, like, if the episode was taken out of the show. You wouldn't miss anything. You wouldn't, you wouldn't miss it at all. And I kind of feel like. I definitely wouldn't nice. miss. <laughs> right. But I will say just
0: watching it back through. It did make me giggle a little yeah. more than I thought it yeah. would. Yeah, and
1: we're gonna give it a fair shot as we go through it tonight. So, um, with that said, Katie, should we dive into the lesson?
0: Dive in. Um, our episode title: I will not feel shame about, the mall, about the mall pretzels.
1: Yes. Who would feel shame about the mall pretzels? That me. no. All right. We start at the motel. Um, Moira calls the family, and she's very excited uh, to tell them something. And David is the first to walk in. <laughs> Alexis right behind him. And she's like, good, David. I hope you were home. And Alexis just like, thanks. Thanks. Once again, (laughs) second fiddle child. But she has this news that this famous New York-based photographer, Sebastian Rain, which David interrupts and is like, my ex-boyfriend. And then Alexis has to chime in only for one and a half months. And this like, dog about it. But David's like, no, it was almost three months and four months if you count the month that he was seeing other people. Which to me, I'm like, we have never really heard any of David's previous right. This is the more detailed.
0: Story. We knew it was messy, and but... this one
1: sounds very Alexis-y to me. Like this would be true. A yeah, Alexis it does kind you. of. Yeah, like, he's sounding very
0: Stavros. By I the Stavros. Neither one of them have been good about picking lovers in the past.
1: No, they, so Moira's like, no, not your boyfriend. We met. I met him, you know, separately at an art gallery years ago. Keeps using his full name, Sebastian Ray, and every time she talks about him, which will happen throughout the episode. Yeah. But David was like, yeah, it was my art gallery where you met him. And um, David calls the Sebastian guy a monster, says he leaves people for dead. So apparently he wasn't a great guy. And Alexis is like really enjoying <laughs> this. She's like remembering how David was dumped, And she's like, and then you ate all those mall pretzels, which is the title of our episode. And watch Bridget Jones's Diary every day for a year is what she claims. I've never did. seen Bridget Jones's Diary. I have seen both. Actually, I think there was a third. Bridget Jones's I, baby. I don't think I saw the third, but I saw one and two. And they were just okay. They're actually like an adaptation, or at least the first one is an adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Oh. I don't know if everyone knows that. I but, did not
0: know that. Yeah. What about the mall pretzels? What's your take on mall pretzels? Oh,
1: my gosh. If I could make time for a mall pretzel every time I've gone to the mall... My life would be so much better. Like, Whoa. I love a good mall pretzel. I have a surprise for you, Stephanie. Oh, mall pretzels tonight. Oh my God. Katie's going to the, oh, she's opening the oven. There's tin foil wrapped. Oh my gosh. She brought, <laughs> she prepared mall pretzels. Can you hear the tinfoil? <gasps> oh, and these are big. Oh my um, gosh. And they're warm. It's because I heated them and my husband almost gave away the surprise. Why are you turning the oven on <laughs> I didn't even hear him say that. So you went to the mall to get these pretzels. <laughs> Katie also lives right down the street from a mall. <laughs> I went. I went to the mall to get these pretzels. We're gonna be rude. We're going to eat during oh my our gosh. recording.
0: This, this one's falling apart. Wow. Um, I'll have you know that mall pretzels. First of all, Auntie Anne's. That's what I think
1: of. No longer in the mall. Oh. Oh, she's got cheese. She's going for the cheese. You like cheese with a pretzel? Do. Okay. Um, so, oh, Wetzel's pretzel. Yeah. The- so
0: I went there, parked at the end where I knew Auntie Anne's was. First of all, malls are a dying thing.
1: They're so dead. And yeah.
0: I was shocked when Auntie Anne's wasn't there because that would be one of the reasons to go to a mall. Yeah. So I had to walk all the way down the hall to Wetzel's pretzels.
1: Well, I'm glad they still had something. Wait freaking 30 minutes for a pretzel. Oh, my God. you guys, so good. It's very good. Wow, yeah, I feel no shame about this. So, small pretzels. Especially David,
0: I only got two. I didn't get any for the guys either.
1: I love, um, yeah. The guys are at the driving range right now. Did we say that? <laughs> mm, I didn't. We
0: didn't say that now, but yeah, I said it in my live before.
1: Um, I love getting pretzels as like an appetizer, mm-hmm. especially when it comes with beer cheese. Oh yeah, that was my favorite. Getting
0: us, getting us soft pretzel. Sorry, we're definitely eating, guys. You're just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> Getting us off pretzel at the mall is like a very nostalgic thing for me. Like it definitely was something we always did as a kid when we would go to the mall. It was a special thing.
1: And this is a full-on pretzel-shaped pretzel, not the pretzel sticks or. Yeah, toast. I had to wait for these because they only had one
0: made. She's like, "It'll be like ten minutes for another one." I'm like, like, "Well, I need I'll two. Wait. This is symbolic.
1: We're doing this for a bit. We need two pretzels." <laughs> well, thank you for the mm-hmm. mall pretzel.
0: A little appetizer before dinner. Yeah, um,
1: I did have a question at this point, Katie. Is there a movie that you can think of, like that you have watched over and over most frequently, or mm. like a feel-good cry movie, like David is with Bridget Jones? Oh man,
0: a feel-good cry movie. Um, man, I don't know. I mean, I there's a lot of movies I've watched over and over again, but if I'm th- thinking like cathartic, release my emotions, I don't really know of one that I can think of off the top of my head.
1: Yeah. I think it would be easier to answer like before the days of Netflix, where. You were kind of bound to the movies that you owned on DVD, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you would like True. Watch them multiple right. times, right? Right. But yeah, I have a hard time thinking about. I mean, I've seen *Prime Prejudice*, the like two thousand five one, quite a few times. Speaking
0: of *Bridget Jones*, but... when I was in high school, I was like so obsessed with *Titanic*. I guarantee you, oh. I watched that on like VHS, two part VHS, <laughs> like dozens of times.
1: Yeah, but um, it's it's funny to picture David watching *Bridget Jones* every day it seems up his alley though i mean to a degree yeah it does so when david goes on this tangent and moira can kind of tell like okay the sebastian guy does not sit well with him yeah she sort of decides like let's not share this news let's change the subject but alexis gets it out of her like what were you gonna say about sebastian and she finally like opens up and admits that he's coming today and alexis has this shocked face and like swats David's arm. <laughs> like, it's so hard. <laughs> and David is just like, "What what why? How why is he coming here? Like why don't what on earth would he have a reason to come here?" But apparently he wants to collaborate with Moira on a project, and this just makes Alexis even giddier. She's like jumping up and down like loves the drama unfolding here. I <laughs> it like is, that Moira is quite also the same. is like, "You know, he could have flown me to New York." Which would be more convenient. A bit of a vacation, but uh, his process is to come here and I have to respect that is what he says or she says. And then David tries to act like he's not bothered by this and doesn't care that he's coming. And then Moira, well, if you say so, you know, I would have canceled. But since you're fine, I guess I have no choice but to let him come. So that's our cold open. This mysterious Sebastian Rain, whoever he is, whoever he is, is coming to town. And we'll see how that unfolds a little bit later. But I think we're going to start with Alexis's uh, story tonight. Okay. So we first or we next see her rather at the vet. And I like that the like visual setup of this scene is a school bus driving past the vet. Did you notice oh, that? Oh, I didn't notice that. Because it's just a good like lead into the story, which is about school because she needs Ted to sign her volunteer slip for school. And she wants to get credit for working at the vet.
0: (laughs) Well, I volunteer to work (laughs) And
1: Ted puts his foot down. He's like, well, that's not really the same, but she needs the hours to graduate. And she even mentions her community service hours um, don't count because those were uh, technically court ordered. And Ted is like, you need to get these hours the right way. And volunteering is a great way to give back to your community and mentions he might have an opportunity for her. But isn't sure she'd be all that into it because it involves working with the elderly, which I guess he already knows she's not a huge fan yeah. of.
0: I'm I'm not either. Sad to say. What
1: are the specific issues Alexis has with the elderly? She said they
0: smell funny
1: and they have um, skin tags. Old smells and skin tags. She has a thing about both of those. I get it. I get, I get it. And she's like, can I think about it? Um, but apparently tonight there's a dance lesson Yum. Happening. Oh, yum. We'll have to touch them, she says as she tries to. It's like the dogs all over again when Mm -hmm. she had to stay the night at Ted's house and he had all those dogs he was fostering. So we cut to the senior center, and this is a new place in town we haven't seen before. Um, Alexis is. Sorry, did they show us the outside of that building? They showed the outside, but it was clearly at night. I didn't catch any signage or anything, but if any of our listeners did, please let us know. Okay, yeah. Um, But they're at this senior center of sorts, and Ted introduces Lexus to all of the residents who happen to be women. I think there's just four of them. And the women are joking about how they have even numbers, and Dot, who is one of the women, uh, won't need to dance with the Swiffer this time around. (laughs) And you can tell they're all... Crushing on Ted big time. They're all going to get their chance to dance yeah. with him. It's like the highlight of their week. And Alexis kind of says to Ted, "Like this is actually much cuter than I thought. I just thought there would be, you know, more of them." And in this kind of dark joke, Ted's <laughs> I like, know. Well, there, there were more of them, implying that um, they are no longer they are of this or of this world. We,
0: um, we used to do like volunteering. Like when I was in Girl Scouts, Mm -hmm. and I gotta say, like the old folks' home was not my favorite.
1: We would do like pumpkin decorating and Christmas caroling, and Mm -hmm. yeah, it could be a lot, but
0: and just kind of awkward because they can never hear you. (laughs) (laughs) And when you're like a shy little kid, you're not speaking up, and man, yeah, not
1: not my favorite thing. Yeah, but you can tell this is right up Ted's alley. Like he's such like a oh yeah, he's such um, a goody
0: two shoes, goody
1: two shoes, and like philanthropist so doesn't surprise me one bit but she also is like these women or no she does not say women these ones she says smell very clean (laughs) like baby powder and ted has to correct her like it's probably best if you call them by their
0: she is just like not well versed in like the right way to say that is true
1: these are actual (laughs) human beings here so then they start to break up into partners and this one woman uh or actually i think a couple women come up to her and ask ted or ask why Ted brought her and mentioned, like, we've heard a lot about you, which she thinks is a compliment, but it's really not. Not at all. Um, because one woman, Joan, pulls her in for a dance and starts to be like, like, what's the word? Interrogated mm-hmm. by this woman. And Alexis looks a bit kind of grossed out now that they've started dancing. <laughs> we don't really see it at first, but she asks Joan, does that have arthritis? Because it looks like she's giving me the finger. And it pans out to show Dot, who's dancing with Ted, and on his back, she's giving him a clear, or giving Alexis the clear middle finger.
0: I love what she says. Uh, she,
1: oh, does she does have. <laughs> arthritis, but not in that hand. She says. Um,
0: I don't know how mangled your fingers need to be to- <laughs> for your for your heart, for your arthritis to make your hand like permanently stick right. your middle finger up. But I hope that I get that affliction when I'm older. If that
1: was, <laughs> if that's the position you want it to be locked in. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, clearly these women do not like Alexis and we find out a little bit more as the night goes on because they start changing uh, partners and Alexis even asks Joan, like, I can tell that these women are unsoothed by my presence. And Joan says, well, we've all been very fond of Ted. Alexis thinks that they think maybe she's dating him, which she tries to clear up that they're not dating but understands that older women can get very possessive mm-hmm. of younger men but then Joan they, brings up they know all about they know all the drama about the engagements i mean if he was coming here every couple of weeks clearly he telling would be telling life story, what was telling his story basically going on yeah so they've been listening to all of it they know about the engagements she's like i'm sure you had your reasons i just want to know what they were
0: cuz she can't get her <laughs> granddaughter hooked up with him yeah,
1: she's been trying for 2 years but it's no use because they can all tell that ted is still hung up on Alexis, which really surprises her. Mm -hmm. She's really taken aback. I honestly think this is the only bit of significant character or story development of the whole episode. I would agree. We talked a little bit last week how Alexis and Ted are on good work terms, and just putting this little bug in her brain
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, is going to affect her moving forward. It's going to make a big
0: difference. It is,
1: yeah. So Alexis tries to just insist they're close friends, but now she has this like feeling like, well maybe i need to reevaluate, and then just then i think that's when ted goes to cut in to dance with joan but alexa Mm -hmm. thinks he wants to dance with her
0: well i like what joan says too she said well my husband and i were close friends for 52 years oh yeah i think that
1: kind of really like makes her consider holy moly which we even talked last week about like platonic friendships and how alexis hasn't seemed like someone who traditionally could, could have, have a platonic friendship with a man uh-huh. and not have it be romantic. But, but everything this, was going so well with Ted. I think this is a good point that Joan makes is that sometimes things can evolve and it can start very like platonic mm-hmm. and maybe becomes romantic or the two just exist together. Like, I'm friends with Susha. You're friends with Joe. Right. Who, you know, I don't think it's probably not good if you're not friends right. with them to some degree. Right. So yeah, Ted cuts in sort of ruins the moment uh or that ends the conversation, but uh he takes Joan and then Alexis kind of awkwardly looks for someone to dance with and sees Dot who was flipping <laughs> her off earlier. <laughs> and Dot says she would rather dance with the Swiffer than with Alexis. So Alexis just kind of has to sit back and watch for the rest of the I night. got a
0: I got a Swiffer in my closet. I'm
1: not mm. sure what that was.
0: I got a Swiffer in my closet if we want to do dancing later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although we do have an even number here tonight. We do. So.
1: So, yeah, that is the Alexa story. And like I said, I think short in, and sweet, short and sweet. And really the only important mm-hmm. um, progress in this entire episode. We'll go ahead and jump to Johnny next and then we'll take a little break. Since okay. So also quite short. So we start back um, that earlier that day, Johnny finds Roland at the cafe. He's hiding in a booth, wants Johnny to quick jump in the booth and pretend to have a fake <laughs> conversation with him. He's like, yes, the weather is cold. Trying
0: to like, Roland is the least smooth person. There's no
1: smooth smooth here. here. We saw this with the milk money. We've seen this. Gosh, there's just been. There's many examples. He, he's too honest. Really, I think is the problem. He can't lie. Um, so comes out that the reason he's trying to get Johnny to distract him or look like they're busy is because Bob. Who is right behind them is trying to put his poker night together, and in the past, Roland says he's gone, but he can't afford to go anymore. Basically, meaning that he's not a good poker player. He's not a good poker (laughs) player, or Bob is too good of a poker player, and wants Johnny to make an excuse for him. And Bob's like walking over, so he has very little time to make this plan. And he's like, "Tell him, tell him you're taking me to get a haircut," (laughs) (laughs) which makes no sense.
0: Have you ever taken a friend to get a haircut? No.
1: I'm trying to think of the last time I haven't even taken my husband to get a haircut. Last time I think I went with someone to get a haircut, I was a child and I was the one being taken. You know,
0: I've taken myself.
1: Yeah. But
0: like, it seems like a solo expedition as an adult.
1: I love that Roland's also like shrinking down into the booth, (laughs) trying to hide, (laughs) trying to hide behind his hat and the table. And Bob jogs over. Speaking of Bob jog, that's coming up.
0: I know. If we were smart, we would have coordinated to do that shit
1: together. We could have done that. Yeah.
0: And then someone else the other day, because I've been running a lot of 5Ks anyway. Mm-hmm. Someone else was like, wait, couldn't you just like use one of your races?
1: <laughs> and I guess I said, I guess I
0: could, but I'm not going to. I'm going right. to do it separate. Yeah. I need to run in between those races anyway.
1: So but anyways, yeah, we see Bob jogging over. <clears throat> First thing he mentions is the poker night and Johnny completely foils Roland's plans. It's like. Looking at Roland, sees how squirmy he is. But he's like, I'd actually like to, you know, I'd like to have a play at that. And I
0: could see Johnny liking a game of poker. Oh, for sure. Seems right right up his alley.
1: Bringing him back to things he used to do. And then Bob is like, well, I'll see you both. And looks at Roland at my place tonight at 7. And then jogs away 10 feet back to his table. (laughs) And Roland looks at Johnny. Do you have even the slightest concept of what just happened here? So apparently he's like, Either either... Bob is a shark or Roland is clueless. And we're about to find out um, because next we see they're at Bob's house, which we've only seen Bob's cabin before. We never saw oh, like right. actual True. normal residence. And I'm pretty sure this is not the cabin.
0: No, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, just, this
1: just his home. But it's not just Bob and um, Johnny and Roland. It's also Ronnie and Ray. Gosh, I'm realizing there's a lot of our names. Roland, <laughs> Ronnie, Ray <laughs> are also there. It doesn't surprise me that Ronnie is there. It kind of me, surprises me that Ray is there, though. Uh,
0: me, too. I feel like Ronnie's more of one of the boys than Ray is. Yeah, you know? for sure.
1: And Bob is winning a hand or whatever it's called. I'm not really good at poker either. It's so a hand. You're so good. Apologize. Okay. I know other card games. But he's winning a hand with a full house. You see he's got stacks of chips in front of him. And Roland then tries to lay his hand down, saying he came in second place with a pair of queens. There's no <laughs> such thing as Ronnie, second place there's no second place in poker and johnny is kind of seeing bob is quite the player and um bob gets up to go get more of gwen's uh appetizer she made bacon wrapped scallops wow i don't like scallops so i don't know if me neither but that's like a fancy appetizer it does sound very fancy
0: I feel like joe would eat those
1: do you like to eat while you play card games or just games in general I mean, it depends on how hands-on the game
0: is and how hands-on the snack is because I True. don't want to get crap all over my cards. Like
1: if it's a greasy food? No. No, but if no. it's like a bowl of M&Ms, I'm here for it. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's a good uh, example. Or even pretzels, like pretzels or things, you know. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, Bob steps out to get more snacks and they all kind of commiserate how...
0: They're good. losing money. They're
1: losing so bad. <laughs> all of them are. And... Johnny doesn't think this is accidental, makes an observation about how Gwen has been sort of circling the table throughout the night, feels like she's, eye- or she's eyeing Bob right before he wins, must be like looking at their car, Giving them clues, mm-hmm. like they have a signal system. And then Ronnie chimes in that the matching visors are also very suspicious that they're wearing, <laughs> which... <laughs> Katie mentioned we, I wish we, had we were maybe going to get matching visors, but I think the pretzels are... I thought are of the matching visors too late. late. Is that just to block the light of the... I honestly thing?
0: don't have any clue. Or to,
1: like, shield your your eyes a little bit it so seems, people can't read
0: your Well, expression? maybe that. Maybe that so that you can bluff. I've never played poker as you know, like in a professional game or Mm -hmm. in a casino, but I did, I grew up playing poker. My parents Mm -hmm. taught me how to play poker and we, we had this big bowl of pennies and we would play with pennies Mm -hmm. and ante in and stuff. Yeah. So I know how to, I know the basic concept. I'm not like a
1: poker shark or anything. Is that a thing? Poker shark? Card shark. (laughs) Card shark. I'm not a card shark. Okay. Um, but there, there must be something to it. There must be a reason why people wear those visors. Um, and then... (laughs) Ray even chimes in saying he misses his wristwatch. So clearly he's been playing for more than money. It got desperate one night. A lot of chips at some point. Um, And Johnny wants them to test out this idea or this theory, get them to have uh, Gwen leave. He suggests that she runs to the store to get them some more snacks. To
0: put a snag in their system. If they have a system. To
1: test it. So when Gwen comes back with Bob, they... Suggests she goes and get more snacks. Johnny's like, maybe something kosher. Ray says, maybe something halal. And then gluten-free snacks for the ladies, says Ronnie. Which that's kind of a tall order to make someone. I'll say.
0: Man, I invited you over and I'm providing snacks already. And you want want
1: all these other things. Suddenly have all these dietary restrictions. And Roland, again, zero trail. He offers to drive. Like, he forgets the ruse immediately. He forgets the plan. And Johnny's like, no, I don't think you want to go. And he finally remembers, oh, yeah, I'm too drunk to go, he says. <laughs> but then Gwen offers to go. So now the plan is in motion. But even when Glenn is, Gwen is gone, Bob is still cleaning house. He apparently took a hand with three sevens, which maybe that just three means they're five. all yeah, really they're bad all at it. poker.
0: Um, real quick about Gwen, I feel like this is maybe... Her second line in the entire show, mm-hmm. we've heard a lot about her. She said, you're good. Yes, boy, in, in the in cabin. cabin. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: And then I don't know that we've heard her speak again until now. Other than just being in the
1: background of Jazzy Gals. And
0: it's funny to me, too, because they have this really fishy relationship where she seems kind of like
1: Well, sketchy. that's one thing I wondered. I wanted she, to ask you, what are the people saying on all of these Fan pages about this. Do they have any theories? About this particular scene? Or It it seems like the idea is that her and Bob are kind of working as a dynamic duo, where typically it's that she's two-timing him, you
0: know? This is how insignificant this episode is, though, because I feel like I have never seen Mm -hmm. anyone post anything about this particular storyline, especially. I have seen some comments about hating Sebastian Rain, who we get to later, but... Honestly, can't tell you if if anyone has ever commented on this poker game. But mm-hmm. yeah, this is like they seem like they're in good terms here. I can go, dear. I can get you snacks. Let me help right. you. Like
1: and we even know that she comes sh- back not her in a reasonable self. amount of time. So it's not like she took off to see her boyfriend, her one boyfriend, of her boyfriends, yeah. one of her internet men, yeah. her cousins, <laughs> one of her male cousins. <laughs> So yeah, I feel like this is a, almost a little bit of a plot hole, or just it doesn't contribute to the mm-hmm. plot enough to be important. But nevertheless, clearly Johnny's theory has been disproven. And then um Roland mentions to Bob even you know, Roland. It wasn't Gwen. And Bob is like, see Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> and basically exposes this whole theory, calling Johnny out. Um, but Bob is like frankly, I don't need to cheat. I can't believe you thought I was cheating because you guys all have terrible tells. It's so easy to see. I love
0: this, how he lists everybody's.
1: Which is something I feel like I'm bad at noticing if people have tells like this. But Bob picks up on Ronnie closing her cards every time she has a good hand. Ray taps his foot, I think, every time he has a bad hand. Mm -hmm. And then- What did he say about Johnny? His eyebrow juts off on one side. And then Roland Roland just is is terrible. Doesn't even know the rules, (laughs) Yeah. And then to like really make them feel worse, he's like, to be honest, most of our winnings go towards the snacks for everybody. Like we considered it a special evening for all you all. And, yes. And they feel so bad. I mean, they should feel a little bad. Yeah. But then Ray has to like try to get back on Bob's. <laughs> I, was, I was
0: never on board with this.
1: <laughs> I always found Gwen trustworthy. Um and John is like, You're tapping your foot again. Ray. Yeah, that was your <laughs> tell. Yeah, that was his tell. So that's the end of that initial poker night. And then we do have one final scene. This is actually the end of the episode. I'm just going to wrap it up now. Um, Presumably like the following week. And Roland is leading the group with a new game. They're not playing poker. They're playing this really... Um, new age gamer. Have <laughs> you heard of it, Katie? It's called Crazy Eights. Yes, honestly, <laughs> honestly, popular a lot among, six-year-olds among six eight year olds, six to eight year olds. Yes,
0: I can't even remember the rules to Crazy Eights, but I know I had a game, a mm-hmm. deck of Crazy
1: Eight cards. Yeah, honestly, I my family we play a lot of card games, less poker games, but it's like a little bit more advanced than Crazy Eights, like Phase 10 and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. so it's somewhere between Crazy Eights and poker. But
0: my grandma and grandpa were. Big card players. I know I've talked to you about the yeah. diaries yeah, that I've been reading, and it is like every night they would play cards. They would go to my aunt's house, my cousin's house, whoever went to Aunt Gert's. played one game, and I think they played Pinochle, which oh, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I never knew the rules, and okay. I know they played a little bit of Euchre if they had a bigger group. Okay.
1: Euchre is really big in Michigan. Yeah, yeah, if you
0: don't know what Euchre is, um, but p I don't know the rules to it, but I'm pretty sure that's what they played the most. And then we also played this game they taught me when I was a kid called Shanghai.
1: Oh, we played Shanghai. Which is very similar
0: to Phase 10, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So... That's funny. Um, big cards, big
1: cards yeah. in our family. Crazy Eights, nice. though, is like one step above Go Fish. Old Maid or Old Maid. <laughs> or old Maid. <laughs> exactly. Oh, good old Fish. Um, you just reminded me of a childhood uh, nostalgia there. <laughs> uh, Johnny is like, I'm so glad we can put all the unpleasantness behind us from the previous week. Gwen's coming around with a plate of these delicious looking sliders. Johnny goes in for one, but Bob tells him, Those aren't for you. Those Johnny. aren't for you. <laughs> so he's still in the doghouse a little bit. Um, he'll, he'll get back in Bob's yeah. good
0: graces, I'm sure. Everyone's a pal in this town. Yeah.
1: The last line is just Ray asking Gwen how his watch is working out for her because she got it on that's in That's hilarious that she gets to wear it if Bob yeah. won it. <laughs> and she says she loves it. So I guess it's another line we hear from Gwen. And then Ray, like, quietly cries to himself mm. at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ray. Yeah. So that's the end of our Johnny story. Again, like, it's fine. It's funny, but, like, I don't feel like anything. It doesn't add anything. Honestly, when I was starting to write notes, I was like, do we even see Johnny this episode? Because we don't see Patrick. That was one thing I noted. Like, Oh, yeah. A new character. Patrick. We don't
0: have him in there. Um,
1: but yeah, Johnny's story. Like, No
0: Jocelyn tonight either. No Jocelyn. No Twyla.
1: Oh, yeah. Not even like, Twyla. You could take it or leave it this episode. I but. wonder if she got cut. Because like, they do have a scene they in, are the cafe, in the cafe. So maybe she got edited out. There's a couple out. scenes in the cafe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's Johnny's story. I think we'll take a quick break while we're here and then when we come back, we'll see what David and Moira are up to. Awesome. Today's episode is brought to you by the
0: very prestigious anti-photographer, Sebastian Rain. Sebastian Rain photography will bring that pretentious and haunting mise-en-scene to any charming countryside vista. The homelessy yet handsome Sebastian will charm his way into your life and expose the real you as you were meant to be seen, Specialties include nude Polaroids, intrusive portraits, and terrifying exposés. New this fall, Sleepy Hollow mini sessions in the privacy of your own home, where Sebastian will spend hours observing and photographing you and your family in your sleep for the low, low price of $3,500 per hour. Mention Shitlist for a discount on a second shooter to join the party. Sebastian Rain Photography, he'll show the world the real you, and then some.
1: All right and we are back. Thank you to Sebastian Rain Photography. Thanks
0: Sebastian. You know, like we said, you're not our favorite guy, but we'll take anyone's advertising dollars. <laughs> uh Stephanie, I did if you're interested, a series of tasteful news with Sebastian Rain. <laughs> And you can find them by Googling My Name and uh effervescence or Siamese eels. I'm sure those will pop up some oh, interesting results. Okay.
1: You know? Wow. I'm just if
0: you're interested. Okay. He's he's really a tasteful. They must, have, they must have turned out well. They they did. He's very tasteful.
1: <laughs> um, so we are going to move on. Thank you, Sebastian, to David and Moira, <laughs> who um last we saw in the cold open. Uh, Moira had to spill the news that. David's old fling, Sebastian is coming into town to (laughs) meet with her. And so we next see David, a very nervous David, kind of pacing in Stevie's motel office. He's got these like birds flying all over his shirt, which (laughs) sort of adds to that like chaotic feeling, I feel like. And he tells Stevie, go check the window because I think Sebastian's almost here, but has to explain this whole
0: description of him.
1: He's like a uh, really handsome, homelessly sort of guy. Wearing an expensive sweater that doesn't look expensive, which is a very accurate description. Very accurate. And that's something I never like. Do you remember Adam Levine when he was on The Voice? They would always kind of joke about he'd wear like old ratty t-shirts every week. But they cost like hundreds of dollars, which is insane. Do Um, you
0: handsome in a homelessness? Do you even think Sebastian Rain is handsome? Because I have no... I, no. I do not think he is good looking in the no. slightest.
1: I mean, I could see how David might think he's handsome, but I just look at him and I'm, I'm got like a
0: different taste than I do, I guess. No,
1: it's it's not the vibe for me, not at all. Um <laughs> he's very different from Sushant, That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> although um I will say when we were just watching this episode, Sushant excitedly pointed out pointed out the holes in uh, Sebastian's shirt, and he's like, "See, he has holes in his oh, shirt because Sushant justifying his wardrobe does now. have a few like okay. old, ready T-shirts that I'm trying to get him to get rid of." <laughs> so so luck, he felt, good luck, that'll be a life. He felt validated on. by this episode. Thanks, Sebastian. Um, Stevie sees him outside though. And she's like, narrating. He's walking towards the hotel. He's here. Um, and David like tries to quickly get into position, like he's acting. They a both loop. do. Like, Stevie yeah. runs back to the desk. She leans and, like, up like, leans against, against the desk. It. Yeah, very staged. Um, so this Sebastian guy walks in, and he's everything David described. He's wearing this like wool sweater, wool like tapestry with loose yarn looking <laughs> sweater. <laughs> I think Your he has, fashion they like, are very good. I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> he has, like, dog tags on. I first thought it was, like, a crystal around his neck, but I think it was just, like, a metal dog tag. Okay. I didn't notice um, that. I noticed his big hair right his away. His big hair. He's, like, looking around saying this is exactly how he pictured the place. Speaking of big hair,
0: Dan Levy often has very big, messy hair when he's mm-hmm. in his Instagram videos. Yeah. This is a little
1: Sebastian Rainey meets Dan Levy, I yeah. think. Um it, he's a little more. He's not so uh, like sleek in r- real right. life compared to David. I Just think. a little shaggy, yeah. or Something exactly. He he goes up to David, gives him like an up and down look, and says he looks really healthy. Which Is David it? doesn't really know how to take. I them. think
0: that's kind of offensive.
1: Yeah, it also implies that you didn't look healthy before. It also do you healthy it, in what way? Like like weight wise, like, or, or do you actually mean he looks healthy? I don't yeah. know. Like I don't like that. But he goes in for that double European kiss on both cheeks and then says, I think you're brave, which I had to laugh at that because mm-hmm. that's what David said to Alexis on her first day of school. Oh, yeah. I never hooked up on that. So it's like another the tables have turned it's for David. Day, yeah.
0: Oh, it's totally a day. You know, I got to say, though, the I I hate this Sebastian guy so much, but I hate how he looks and I hate how he talks like through his teeth. Like, it. Mm. I think you're brave. And, like, his nose, like, tilts <laughs> up, like, a little pig nose mm-hmm. a little bit. And he's got this stupid, ugly hair. And he never quite closes his mouth when he talks through his teeth. I think you're brave. Like, I just fucking <laughs>
1: hate him. Really. you couldn't tell, a guys, lot. Katie is not a fan. Neither am I. He's gross. I didn't notice the talking through the teeth thing, though. But Watch again. You'll notice. He's talking like it. this. Look
0: at my <laughs> mouth. Look at my mouth. And you'll, you'll see how he talks. I think you're brave. And... I think honestly, of all the extra randos in the show, he is my least favorite. And there are yeah. more to come, mm-hmm. more even gross people to come. Yeah. Like, but I think he's my least favorite.
1: Well, clearly he has some sort of charm that is working all of them. Even Stevie, yeah, all yeah. Stevie then tries to break the tension and introduces herself, but he's huh. just like staring almost through her, which is also really gross and creepy. But she's like he's hypnotized gross, by him. Says he'd love to Polaroid her naked one what day. What a weird! And she smiles up. and is like, "Okay." How like, is that? If someone that, that like to me, to me and, I'd be like, "Excuse you? yourself." <laughs> I'd be like, "No, nope, <laughs> you wouldn't." Whoa! <laughs> it's the sparking, sparkling it's the, Paloma the, that you're serving me. Your we Te- got Stephanie. got some loose lips tonight. Mm-hmm. But seriously, what a that's, gross! That's a gross opening line. Yeah. that's. Gross. I think also just having survived the online dating scene, there's so many gross guy yeah. pickup lines. And that's, I'd love to
0: like, photograph you nude. Wouldn't have that, got you.
1: No, that goes up there <laughs> with one of them, unless they were like a diehard Schitt's Creek fan and that was like referencing the show. True, but that's a pretty big gamble. That, that is a very big up. gamble. <laughs> um, so Sebastian says he's going to stay the night. He wants to check in. Stevie gives him room number five, which I noticed there's currently no other guests there. Oh.
0: Um, Luckily, I mean, it's usually. Busy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and and David even is like, well, I'm really busy. Se- i so not going to have time for you. Yeah. Grabs his face and calls him brave two more times, just really twisting that knife. So okay. weird. So then, next we see at the cafe, Moira is waiting for Sebastian, who was supposed to meet her there. She's wearing not one of my favorite looks. I think it's an iconic Moira look. I just don't personally.
0: This like is it. one of the most Halloween Moira looks. Yes. I even sure. saw
1: like the little kids dressed up as the Rose yep. family, little girls wearing this outfit. It's like a white high collared shirt with like a garbage bag. A garbage bag. It's like black latex <laughs> gown over top of a shirt. It is very trash baggy <laughs> and yes. it's not one of my favorites. Um, Sebastian walks in. She still calls him by his full name, Sebastian Rain. Uh. She then is trying to like, um, she does that thing she's done before where she's like, trying to put up a friend for her old friends or old circle of people mm-hmm. she's like isn't this cafe funny it's one of my favorite local dives she's right says. it's
0: kind of regressing in her progress yeah, She's like, made. you
1: mean this place that lets you rack up a huge tab without paying literally the
0: only place you can eat any day right. of your life
1: but he's like i love it it's so unassertive he says blah, i'm blah, kind blah. of
0: glad twyla wasn't in this episode because i'm I sure know. she would have been like offended in yeah. some sort
1: of way and so then they start reminiscing, Sebastian saying New York misses her and says that he was just touring with Madonna, doing some anti-portraits, whatever the hell that <laughs> Whatever means, that means. And has more brilliant ideas for this project he wants to take on with Moira. Tells her they need to get up and walk around and... Um,
0: Creativity lives on its feet. Yes.
1: Anything else is bullshit. bullshit is what he says. So he's, again, just laying on the charm and it's working for her because... She's like, the flattering must stop in due time. Eventually. Eventually. So she's really enjoying all of these compliments. Uh, We next see them out in a field. I'm not sure where, but there's like a barn. It's not Mutt's barn. I'm pretty sure it's not barn. A long little fence row. A little fence. And Sebastian's just like taking in the environment for someone. Do you feel like this is common for New Yorkers who, like when they get out of the city, they're like, they can't process how nature? Feels, I absolutely looks. think that,
0: like, when our friends from New York came to our wedding, like, it was like it was just very fun for them to see all the things that I think of as like normal everyday life. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, me and all of my friends posed in the bucket of my dad's tractor, mm-hmm. like, and he lifted it off the ground. And that, well, was, like, where are you going to do that in New York thing, City? But, like, yeah, where are you going to do that in New mm-hmm. York City? And all the they were like really wild by all the wind turbines up in here in County yeah. and stuff,
1: and just like you don't see that stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I think even like I remember taking someone to like a Meyer or a a department store like that. They don't exist like that, like they do here. Right. Um, But yeah, that's definitely the vibe he's putting off. He just like, he finds it all so cathartic. Cathartic, he says. It's like he's stepping into someone else's world. And Moira, well, that's why we chose to settle here. Settle. Okay. Okay. That's That's why. Settle. Still putting on that front. Um, that they You had no other choice. They had no other choice. And then he brings up David to Moyer, which kind of throws her off. She didn't know that he right. made a pit stop to see him. She's like, I told you to come straight to the cafe, ever the renegade, she says. But he told her he's going to stay the night. He's got in a room. And again, like putting on airs. Oh, you're lucky. <laughs> They're usually booked up. You must have given our name. And we know that's not true. So then he just starts like... F- Uh, photographing around him spontaneously and then starts getting moira in the frame which i feel like this wasn't established clear enough in the episode that this was supposed to just be like a consult right to discuss plans for a photo shoot
0: it's clear as soon as he
1: starts though she's uncomfortable yes she's i don't know why like she looks like the it's not her favorite outfit but she looks good i mean i get why he's trying to capture something very raw and she does not, that's not the route she would she ever want She was looking to take. for like she, a professional. Professional with like full control over how she's being presented. Like. She's even like, um, what does she say about her clothes? These are her um, talk, talk now, now shoot, shoot later, later yeah. look. And he's like, the, but the photos are practically taking them sh- taking themselves, the backdrop. It's such a provincial romanticism. That would piss
0: me off though. Like you tell someone to stop and then he yeah. just keeps click,
1: click, click. I'm going to um, break your fucking camera. You better yeah. stop it. Right, yeah. I mean, we did talk about how we take videos of of our, the guys, <laughs> our significant others, with <laughs> us. Different, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is That's on endearing because we love them, and those are just for
0: us, not because we're not going to share them. this with. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe I'm trying to exploit
1: Joe a little, just bit. for my small community of yes, Instagram followers. Exactly. Um. So yeah, he's like. He's being so weird about this. He's like, this is all so terrifying and important. Like, Ugh. you're literally standing in a field. He's so. Bad. Those photos can't have been that good also. But she's, like, falling into his trap again. She's like, far be it from Just me like to letting stand him stand in the way of your inspiration. And he, like, starts shooing her, like, go back into the field further, further. Let the field reveal itself to you. What the fuck does that mean? Being, like, this crazy photographer. She's, like, kind of... <laughs> Fumbling through the hills okay, and the okay. the tall grass a little bit, and she still thinks they're like just doing test shots. And she's mentioning these ideas for the final shoot. Should we do it in studio or should I couldn't catch who she said Mister Somebody? Oh Lowness yeah, the Palazzo. I meant to write that down and find out who that uh, was because I heard that. But I'm assuming she means the Palazzo in Las Vegas. I don't know. Uh, she was also thinking maybe Berlin. Berlin. <laughs> if they need a location. Um, Random. Yeah. So this was not what she was picturing at all when this opportunity came up. Um, because that night back at the motel, David calls her out. Did you have a nice day with Sebastian? And she's trying to like gloss over what happened. She's like, we laid some good groundwork. Um, she's, she's embarrassed to tell she David is. what happened. And David's kind of trying to be the bigger person, I think, a little bit. She's like, yeah, it was more about theme and tone. And do you know this word from mise en scène, mise en scène, yes. which I learned taking film classes. Yep. I was sure you knew, but absolutely, it basically means what the the visual theme. the visual content of a photo yes. or on a screen or something. What the what the vibe is basically yeah, the content. It says they maybe took a few reference photos. She slips that in at the very end. A few dozen snaps about town. Picturettes, really, she says. David's defense mode comes on real quick. Why would you have allowed this to happen, he says. I really like this. Yeah. Like, he immediately was like, what? They've had several of these moments between the two of them where it's either, like, one way or the other. Someone betrayed somebody. Like.
0: And they come to each other.
1: Yeah. And they call each other out on those betrayals. And here we see it again. And she's like, he just started Uh shouting and oh, shooting please. and i leaned in you should try it sometime and then marches off and then watching this i did not pick this up the first time but we see david kind of sitting there contemplating after she storms off and then next we see david shows up at sebastian's door and he's in like his old that's i knew i was yeah. hoping you'd say that he's got the leather jacket grease the black shirt the grease back hair and is at Sebastian's door. He answers and he's like, I'm surprised, but glad you're here. Mentions the prolific shoot earlier with the haunting photos of Moira. Um, says that she's a revelation. Ugh. And this is the way, you know, she's she meant, to, meant be to be shown to the world. And David calls him out. It sounds like you're telling someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, right. know, well, deciding that's, what's right. good for them. That's what you think. Telling them what they want. Yep. Yeah. And... Again, he's just, he's using all these, they're not buzzwords, they're just like vibey words that just make him seem so arrogant. He's trying to make himself sound like so uh, elegant. He's really
0: just a major douchebag.
1: Says he wants David to know he cares about what happened to them. And even though his therapist says he should never feel sorrow, which... (laughs) (laughs) No therapist is going to say that. Maybe that's more of a life coach in somewhere in New York. Maybe. (laughs) No offense to all the life coaches <laughs> out there, um, but says he does appreciate David's pain, which again is so rude. I appreciate your pain, even He's though I shouldn't so be so condescending. And I want to explore that again, like exploiting someone's feelings for his own creative work. That feels like his whole his whole attitude is just exploitation of when other you,
0: people. When you watch this the first time through, do you remember? Like, do you think? Like, do you think? Did you think David was there for a booty call?
1: No, I couldn't really tell. Um, but now even watching it back, I think it was mixed motives. I didn't pick up on, which we'll find out, like his motive to actually help right. Moira until just recently. But I thought on some level it might have been a little to bit. To get back at him mm-hmm. or something for himself. Yeah, for his own, yeah, for himself. And uh, next thing we see, like Sebastian starts seducing David. David's like, I shouldn't. But then quickly agrees, although I can't stay. So, yeah, clearly they're about to hook up. Things are going down. Um, It's going (laughs) down. I'm yelling timber. (laughs) You better move. Uh, It's the next morning. I can literally think of this song for any situation. (laughs) Um, And Moira marches down to Sebastian's room. She's wearing this, like, crazy. I like this look. It almost reminds me of, like. She looks like a superhero or a warrior princess with these long opera gloves. Like she's a Like she's going into battle to like stand up to this manipulator. She is. Yeah. She, there's something very like animalistic about it. I love how she's the wig. Dressed. The
0: wig is so like clean
1: cut. Yeah. Like, like
0: like a helmet.
1: Like and a warrior this, helmet. Like, this like neck piece too on. Um the way she like knocks on the door. She's very like very come, come fight me, bro. I feel like she's she even says, I've been up all night reevaluating our encounter. And I feel like you misrepresented your intentions when you wanted to meet. And she did. He is still being persistent. I wanted to capture you in your raw state. Does the real Moira Rose live in a studio or the Palazzo? And I love her line here, though. She does say, I did and, and I will again. again. Um, and she says, I don't want you capitalizing on those images. But he again is just steamrolling her. You have to trust me. These photos will. Elevate you back to the summit of cultural conversation, he says. And she calls him out. She's like, there's a big line between uh, charm and bullshit. Basically saying you're you're walking that you're line. You're a bullshitter. Yeah. Demands his camera. And just then, David steps out of Sebastian's room behind him, catching Moira off guard. Poor Moira in this one hot second. Because she thought she was doing this to... For herself, but also for David, because she felt bad about kind of going behind his back. But here,
0: David is behind her back. She totally thinks he like threw her into the bus mm-hmm. and just like, went and got a booty call and hooked yep. back up with her man, his man.
1: Yeah. She's like, I'm having a hard time landing on whether this is a surprise or a betrayal. And he starts to walk away. While Moira demands the memory card from Sebastian and he's like, I'm scared for us, which is again, like, such what the a, fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then just then in this very, like, Shakespearean, this is like the only bit of interest that they try to put into the show as far as like drama or suspense. David pulls out the memory card in his hand, says it accidentally fell out oh, of mean uh, his camera into his hand and then into his drink. He may have stepped on it a few times basically says he destroyed my evidence my biggest problem with this is that he just tosses it oh my gosh i was gonna say also, like, for the sake of drama, a tiny little memory card versus something you could actually crush smack, or smash. Yes. It just doesn't have the same impact. I
0: just feel like there are recovery programs and devices. I, I feel
1: like that, that was... Like, this was a risky move. You should have move. brought that all the way back to the room with and you. And burned it. Melted yes. it. <laughs> like, that's what I would have
0: done. Put it under a flame and melt it. Put on the garbage
1: disposal. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. The garbage um, disposal. Is perfect.
1: So... In that moment, Moira is, like, proud of David. She marches over by him, takes his arm. Because, like, this is where it clicks. Oh, maybe that's why he went back into Sebastian's room was specifically to get the memory card. And Moira even says, like, she feels terrible if he did that just for her. But he kind of smirks and says he didn't do it just for her and that they both won. He needed a little retribution. Yeah. And you're right. He flings the memory card over his shoulder onto the ground, says, good luck with the project. And again, I'm like, you can't just leave that there. No. Because that's a
0: risky, that's a risky gamble. I feel like
1: there's ways to recover that. There, there are
0: ways. I could almost do yeah. it.
1: So that's, that's the end of the episode that we had the um poker scene, but we already, you we already went through that. that. So you're
0: yeah, right. not, the not a lot of character development, but we did get a little bug no. implanted in our brains for Alexis, Alexis and Ted, and, Ted. Say.
1: and that's really it. <laughs> <And> that's it. <laughs> um so i do have just two would you rathers for tonight we're back to would you rathers i'm not okay. gonna make you do any Thank God. <laughs> especially after you got me pretzels no more impressions tonight i wouldn't do that to you no. um so my first would you rather is would you rather be the subject of a photo shoot where you'll have no creative control or say in how or where the images will be distributed so that's the first option. Okay. So basically, a photo shoot where just you are going completely line, just letting them do it out of control, want. but okay. you are the subject. Or would you rather dance with elderlies every week at a senior center? <laughs> when you made that comment earlier, I'm like, oh gosh, this is going to be tough. Um,
0: I guess, I guess I'll take the community service. Okay, I'm not one. I was kidding about the news with Sebastian <laughs> Rain earlier. So, yeah. I guess I'll take the community service. Okay. I could le- I could use a little more empathy training in my life. Okay, so. Okay. Take that.
1: And then my last question is, who would you rather play poker against? David, Alexis, or Moira? Ooh. Um
0: Interesting that none of those people are in the poker game. Right, that's why hmm. I chose them. David, Alexis, or Moira. I feel like uh, sorry, Alexis, but I feel like she's probably the dumbest one and, like, wouldn't get the rules. In terms of gameplay. Yeah, yeah. like, I think mm-hmm. I could beat her if I was going to play for money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for entertainment value, I would probably play against Moira Yeah, for her sense of drama. Mm-hmm. So for different circumstances, it depends. Yeah.
1: No David. I don't know. I don't really think he would bring that much to the table. Yeah. I agree. I think I would opt for Moira because I think she has a way of getting herself out of things. That she probably could – oh, no, I don't want her to win, so I don't know that I would want to play right. her.
0: If you're going to win your money.
1: I think I would probably want to play Alexis because she's probably bad. Yeah, that's what I think,
0: too, if yeah.
1: you're going if you're going mm-hmm. for the big bucks. Yeah. Cool.
0: Okay. Well, those were fun.
1: Yeah, those were my two questions. Um, what should we ask the audience this week <laughs> of value? What are some card games you play? Do you play poker? Does your yeah, family like have any, games. like – Crazy Eights, King in the Corner type games. King They're like the King Corner. in the Corner. Yeah, I have played that. Now that yeah, you say sure. that, um have you ever done like a a provocative photo shoot? Oh, we asked that question before. Yeah, I think we have.
0: <laughs> that's a, that's why it's funny we because like I remember saying how I don't have any nudes, and now suddenly yeah. I have Sebastian Rain taking some. Right.
1: Party. um
0: uh, What, what about community service? Community service, sure. Are you? I mean, we had to do tons of community service, not to graduate, Mm -hmm. but like for all of our extracurricular stuff, like NHS and things. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of people are big into it, not me, but a lot of people are really good volunteers in life and really decent, prolific human beings. So maybe we should ask people what
1: they do for like, you
0: know, volunteering. For
1: sure. Also, like, do you have any good like card shark stories or like funny experiences with a card game, poker night or something?
0: I had a really good night at the craps table a couple of weeks ago when we went to the at casino. At the casino? Yeah. And won like 300 bucks. I rolled the dice mm-hmm. for like 45 minutes straight. I never rolled the dice because uh-huh. I hate it. it's too much pressure. But I was like, I was on fire, <laughs> Like Chandler and Monica on fire. Wow. Friends. Hard shark stories. I'm nice. writing a stone. Okay. I
1: feel like that's probably all I can think of here. Yeah. Again, not a lot of substance. So I'm
0: looking at next week's episode. I'm yes. taking the lead.
1: Okay. Next week's episode,
0: Alexis is going to run into a little conundrum at school, which is also going to transfer over to the motel. Okay. And then Moira is going to get a little honorary designation um, in the town of Schitt's Creek. So a little fun little, I don't know if we want to call it like a landmark is coming mm. to the town. So. Yeah. Oh, and then also David and Stevie are going to branch out with their friendship and have a little slumber party. Mm -hmm. This is also related to
1: Alexis's school conundrum. Yes. So we'll see how that all pans out. And Patrick will be back next week. Patrick is coming back next week. We'll see him again. That's good. And we will never see Sebastian again. Thank God. We got through it. Goodbye. I'm done with that (laughs) hoe. All right. Well, Katie, it was so fun to record in your house. Even though we had some technical, technical difficulties. difficulties. That's okay. Hopefully this sounded okay and that you guys enjoyed it. And again, thank you for the mall pretzels. Mm-hmm. I love them. Thanks for the swag. Of course. Of course. Well, happy belated birthday. Uh, we hope you all have a good week. And until next time, best wishes. And warmest regards. Fat spatula. Fat spatula.